Hello, Herstorians. I'm your host, Heather Ashley, and welcome to another episode of Women of Herstory, a podcast dedicated to celebrating women who have made or are making their mark on our society. Today, I have with me writer, director, and producer, Maria Diane Ventura. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, Heather. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. You've had a good day so far. I- yeah, it's 8.15 p.m. in Berlin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let's hop right in. Your new film called Your Color was released on July 15th of this year on Amazon and Amazon Prime. It's won basically all the awards. Uh, Can you tell us about it? Yeah, I shot the film in Germany and in Spain. It took two years to finish because I was editing in LA, so I had to go back and forth. So this was actually finished in 2020, like the middle mid part of 2020, which is why, you know, it's, uh, yeah, we were still kind of submitting to festivals even after the film was already finished. And so we were still getting like um, recognitions even after the film was even up to now because it was everything was delayed and because of like right so yeah uh it's really great that uh we were able to get into festivals from all over like in asia and australia and america and then also in europe because it it was very validate it was a validating experience Mm. for me because i got into this to movie making specifically to try to unite people through storytelling and for for this to resonate with people from everywhere kind of supports that theory theory of mine that not theory i think it's a fact that you know everyone is basically the same yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so is the film kind of like a slice of life style film or or how would you describe it um, it's a socio-political drama, mm. I would say. Uh, coming of age, more accurate, uh, but it's actually a little bit about inspired by my own experiences. Just the just the idea of mm-hmm. it, of course. Mm-hmm. Like everything else is purely fictional. But it, I was started writing or started conceptualizing the film while I was still living in the Philippines because I was born and raised in the Philippines, and then I. I moved to America because my whole family Mm -hmm. was there back in 2009. And so like, uh, you know, I was in the Philippines and I knew everyone and it started feeling claustrophobic somehow, Mm -hmm. like everything was predetermined and I wanted to escape and I wanted to go to New York because I thought it was going to be like amazing. And, you know, I would have a different experience and I tried to escape from where I was from basically but then um, yeah upon moving to a new place you realize that you actually experience different kinds of issues and Mm. uh, feelings of isolation for example and you know being away from family and all and yeah it's like life is not as easy as presupposed and I think it was from this that I thought of these characters Mm -hmm. that came from like a small town that was on you know that were trying to um, escape and try to find a new life and just Mm -hmm. realizing that what they were trying to escape from was actually something that they had within themselves 
Mm-hmm. You cannot escape from. Mm-mm, yeah. mm-mm. Envir- environment does not necessarily, not to say that environment doesn't um, affect us yeah. and influence things, but when there's, when you have the need to escape and to like find a different destiny and like do all these other things, that usually means there's something a little more internal that needs yeah. to be addressed. And it's yeah. so interesting because I think we've all had experiences like that. And I guarantee you that's what's resonating with your global audience with this film because we all, whether or not we end up moving or you know making those big life changes to then realize like, oh, it was me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, everybody has that experience and you're right. Like that, I, I love that your mission and the reason you got into filmmaking was to show that like, we're really not different. We all have very similar experiences in terms of just being human and having all of those. We all have the same desire to be loved and accepted and wanted. And then you end up, yeah, wow. I love that you want to tell those stories. Those are so important. Yeah, I think um, everybody at one point in their life has gone through whatever suffering or feelings of not belonging, everyone, or feelings of loneliness. And I think art and cinema is like, yeah, so beautiful in that it really exists for me, at least personally, to, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, bring people together and make them feel less lonely knowing that um, there are other people or other stories that are similar to theirs mm-hmm. or everyone else is also going through the same kind of loneliness. It's sad, but also at the same time uniting us that we're not actually alone in feeling these. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The lead actors um, could not have been more perfectly cast um so like ex- excellent casting there that's I think such an important part of the filmmaking process that I think gets overlooked a lot but um one but one of these cast members was the one of the first people of color to star in a German production and the other officially came out as part of the LGBTQ community why is it important for the global film community to embrace diversity in front of and behind the camera? Uh, yeah, I, I think precisely because of what we were talking about as well, like in relation to that, mm-hmm. that each of us has a t- story to tell and something to say, and more people uh, should be given that opportunity to express themselves, to reach mm-hmm. out to more people uh, with maybe be similar sentiments or um, uh, experiences um, so that, you know, like, yeah, to find connection mm-hmm. through these expressions, yeah, and mm-hmm. um, inspiration perhaps also. Mm. Have you found that you are, um, have you been able to find a film community of women where you're located right now? I, yeah, I actually made a friend, uh, a good friend from uh, doing, from making this film, Hella Vendors. Um, she's also quite established here in Germany, and I met her serendipitously. 
Um, I wrote this film in English, actually. I had no knowledge of uh, uh, the German culture. I mean, I knew from maybe stereotypes or whatever I heard like from second hand, but, uh, but like I never, you know, I never really encountered even like the language or anything. <laughs> so um, I had this script and uh, yeah, I spontaneously decided somehow to just shoot it in Germany. Um, and uh, yeah, I met the, these wonderful people. Like uh, I, my friend Chloe Rison, who's also the co-producer of this film, I met her uh, while we studied filmmaking in NYU. Like um, she found herself free during <laughs> these months. And I was actually going through a breakup with someone that was living in Germany and I had to go and pick up my cat and I knew that I had this script you know when you come from like a breakup it's like you have nothing mm -hmm. to lose so I was like you know I, I want to make this film and I don't want to fly all the way to Germany just to pick up a cat maybe let's do something there and she was, she was on board and this is also one of the reasons why I was able to make this film was because of her and yeah we didn't know anyone from Germany basically but she said that her like one of the people she worked with in sound was in Berlin she saw on a Facebook status and that was the one guy we reached out to uh, who kind of told us like if we wanted the, to do the film here we first had to translate it German and she knew a filmmaker which oh. is hella sorry for that like long introduction but no, that's, that's how that's I awesome and we started this uh yeah this friendship that's that's really amazing because I found so much support, you know, from, you know, like the instantaneous connection and also her willingness to support like someone that didn't know so much and for her just generosity to just take me under her wing just like that. It's mm. just something so heartwarming, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I question why I even got into filmmaking or why I chose this as a career because it is crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> who in their right mind would choose to do something like this? But it's <laughs> these instances where I meet these kinds of people that make it worth it. I mean, one of the few instances mm. or experiences in filmmaking that just makes it so wonderful. Yeah. And that just also goes to show that, like, there's room for everybody. There doesn't have to be one person telling this kind of story and then another person telling this kind of story and you have to stay in your lane and there can't be two women in the room and there can't be that you know like yeah. it's you know it always feels like that sometimes where you're like man like everybody can be here there's plenty of art and stories to be told not yeah. one person can tell them all and plus how boring would that be one perspective for every story ever like there's got to yeah. be room. And I, I love that people are willing and open to be like, you know what? Yeah, let's go do this. And I know this guy and I know, and then they know this person and look at this. We have a new supportive community in this space that has created a one like melding of minds in this one room. That's not ever going to happen again to tell that story. And like, that's so amazing. Yeah, it is. It like uh, how you said it was perfect I think that there is room for everyone and if just uh yeah people would know that there's no need for competition then we could be there to support each other to you know like pursue our dreams mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so speaking of of you filming on location you seem to shoot in 
the most beautiful places. Um, where has been, where, where's your favorite shoot taken place? Like where, where in the world have you been able to, and that includes like your, the music as well. Like, where have you just lost your mind? Cause it was perfect. <laughs> mm. I fell in love with Berlin because I, sh I was shooting the film. And uh, for example, like after that, I decided to be intercontinental and mm -hmm. also move here somehow. So <laughs> yeah, so I, I like that I discovered that through filmmaking, I think Barcelona was also great. Like um, for music, I mean, Canada also, um, I was born and raised in the Philippines. So maybe like, uh, not very objective about this but philippines <laughs> also has like, wonderful beaches like the most beautiful for me yeah. um yeah i would say that and i'm also excited that my next film will be in mexico and in la uh so yeah that's gonna be a, yeah. a um like a tonal shift like um like color like a color shift completely because yeah. from like greens and these rich reds and blues to it's a lot of brown desert <laughs> yeah yeah definitely color yeah that actually was one of the things that I started talking about with the cinematographer when he found out that we were shooting in LA and in Mexico yeah that's precisely what he said like a color shift yeah <laughs> I always I always love um not analyzing because that's not the right term because I don't know enough to analyze like um, the coloring in the shadows and highlights in like post-production, you know? But I always love to like try and figure out what like specifically what they were going for it for certain color shifts. And I think that's something that is undervalued too. When people, we just kind of get uh, invested in the actual storytelling that we forget that the other part of the storytelling is the actual like the the tones that are yeah. taking the whole you know like yeah. um some of those like all the all the show what was it the witch that one that recently came out a couple years ago it was uh like during the puritan times anyway it's like basically like gray scale without being gray like because it's yeah. so heavy like it's the the tone is so heavy that the whole time you're just like waiting for yeah. something to happen and I think that type of the use of those colors is so yeah. that just is the like cherry on top of the yeah. whole storytelling yeah. process I love that you mentioned that because people tend to underestimate this aspect of, you know, filmmaking, which is cinematography, which actually tells a story in and of mm -hmm. itself mm -hmm. uh, separately, and which also played a big, huge role in Dinah Farbe, which is translated to your color. And mm -hmm. it's actually because of the colors in the film meant a lot. Like, for example, when uh, it, it, it like it was symbol the colors were symbolic mm -hmm. of what the characters are going through and sometimes through through color tones and scheme you feel claustrophobic and dead mm -hmm. you know you somehow feel exactly what the characters are going through and we had like we made like a conscious decision that once they moved to Barcelona for example the camera movement would be you know more expansive and the it would be more brighter just to give that you know like feeling that 
something yeah breathe yeah yeah life is happening while they felt dead where they were coming Mm -hmm. from cold not only weather wise but also emotionally yeah Yeah. it's such it's such a powerful tool such a powerful tool and that's why it's always so amazing when you have a team with you that is so it that's on board and is like wanting mm-hmm. to to help the vision right contribute to the vision to realize it rather than just being like oh it's another gig <laughs> like no you yeah. know like that's when you know you've got good people on your team where you're able to express to each other like you know what what if we in this deliberately have all these motions that can help tell the audience without making them feel stupid how they're supposed yeah. to be feeling subliminally somehow yeah. yeah yeah because i feel like sometimes music like soundtracks can get carried away in telling you how to feel they the the sad violins will yeah. come in and the sad and someone's already crying yeah. and you're like i get it i'm supposed to be crying <laughs> right yeah. like yeah. <laughs> Let me get there. <laughs> yeah, on my own. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You use multinational crews when you're abroad. What are some ways you've been able to communicate your intent in these with various language barriers that you might encounter? Google Translate. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Um, I've been, yeah, quite lucky that, you know, most of them are, are like very proficient in English, mm. you know, so I am able to like articulate, but, but of course, I also try to learn the language, you know, to be able to, but to communicate with them, but nobody can learn a language in two months no. and, or, yeah, not. so it, it's <laughs> so difficult. So sometimes I, uh, I, I ask for help with, you know, trans translators and stuff, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel like I needed to the last uh, times that I, that, that we were shooting. Uh, but what I discovered, because this was the first foreign language film that I've done in Germany, uh, yeah, in German. Um, and uh, I was quite um, overwhelmed also, obviously, and I, I wasn't sure uh, how it was going to play, not knowing, you know, you watch your characters flesh out the scene in another language. um, And I was scared that, you know, I wouldn't be able to get it. But actually, it was very liberating, surprisingly, Mm -hmm. because as a writer, you tend to not, I mean, I would say like, not fall in love with your words. Yeah, but somehow like attached you know, and you want it to be precise. Uh, but with that gone, I could totally immerse myself and focus on chemistry and mm. like, emotions, which is, I think, far more important than, than the words. Mm. The words are important as well, of course. Mm-hmm. But as a writer, it helped me let go of that, yeah. you know, OCD <laughs> tendencies. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I, you know, yeah, that makes me think about how as an actor, sometimes a script, there might be a line that I just can't get right, you know, and I'm like, it would just never come out of my mouth the way that it's written. And sometimes it's so hard to find that like genuine interpretation, right? When you're like, I can't, because sometimes a sentence structure, you're just like, I don't even know how to like 
yeah. make this come out naturally. And so it can be really interesting because you don't want to offend a writer and be like, do you mind if I like change this line, like yeah. just a little, <laughs> because that can be interpreted in a lot of different ways. So, I mean, there's ways to do it professionally, obviously, and do it, you know, in a nice way, but it's, I, I had never thought about it being done in another language. And you're like, it looks right. And it, and the emotion is there and it's yeah. there, I think. So that's so interesting. That's so interesting. Yeah. 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 It was, it was really fun actually. Yeah. So you did start in music. How did you make the transition into filmmaking? Filmmaking has always been my passion. I mean, in terms of like when I was younger, like cinema was my escape. Every time mm -hmm. I was feeling whatever, lonely, happy, whatever, it was my way to celebrate whatever emotions that I was going through. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, but of course, like as fate would have it, like I didn't have any opportunity to get into filmmaking at that time. But I did land, uh, you know, like a, a place in music as a, an artist manager to start mm. with. And I was in the beginning working, like I was able to sign an up and coming artist with a big company at that time. Uh, but before that, we had to kind of prove ourselves. And uh, yeah, at that time, like MTV was like a big thing. <laughs> you know you needed to have like a music video to accompany the song that you were releasing right and uh yeah but we didn't have a budget back then and so like you know I decided to just like execute this concept of mine without with the lack of resources that we had and like I hired friends or relatives of mine to have <laughs> actors for the film and yeah not only did I think we get the deal with Sony at that time but the, the, the music video was also nominated for like an MTV Asia award and I was like what the hell you know <laughs> and then I was like you know what you know maybe I could just yeah. do this you know yeah so the moment that I had like actual time and saved up enough money I took up elective courses in uh, New York and London in film like acting everything mm -hmm. like all aspects of filmmaking and decided to yeah just try to get acquainted with the jargon and like the, mm. yeah, the yeah the filmmaking yeah that's so fun that's a really that's a really fun I feel like that's such a like a an organic entry you know like <laughs> it was kind of like a Hopefully I'll end up over there, but this is available here and it's pretty yeah. close to what I want to do. So let's hop in on this little side right here. I think that's such a great way to look at things because it's not pigeon, not pigeonholing yourself into the idea of the like trajectory you see for yourself. We all do. We all have the, I'm going to do this and then this and then this and this is going to happen. And you're like, that's never how it goes. And so when you just kind of say like, this is the end goal, what decisions that, what like opportunities that come my way on either side of it, can I pick up to eventually end up at the end goal and yeah. leaving yourself open to that gives you so many experiences that you might not have had otherwise you yeah. know and then yeah. things where you're like have you ever have you ever I don't know thought about 
filming a scene a certain way that you're like, you know what, we filmed this one video, like music video like this, and it ended up really cool in this particular kind of shot. Like, have you ever like drawn from past work like that? In terms of concept, like things that happened in like, uh, that I would incorporate in the new, in yeah, or like um, just like a way you shot something that you were like, that that visual is really cool. Have yeah, you, yeah. yeah I think I, I think that has happened. I cannot like you know like really. I think it's just that maybe the fact that you were able to um, execute things even with limited resources. I think mm-hmm. just that aspect of things that that realization from doing music videos makes made me realize that hey you know like actually impasses or like seemingly like like, uh, problems are not really problems like there are ways to circumvent it Mm -hmm. and it's that philosophy uh more than the concept that I took with me in filmmaking that there are no like there are no limitations mm. like, there is a way to figure this out mm-hmm. you know you don't mm-hmm. have money we'll figure something out. <laughs> yeah I mean in Spain that actually happened um, when we were when we were shooting in Spain like it was so difficult to get the permits and then we found that that it, we had to pay like so much money to get the permit but then we just had to do one scene and then we tried to look for loopholes you know instead of you know we found like an alternate place and uh, <laughs> we ended up shooting on the on the on the street right by the beach without permit and um we had to tell our actors okay uh, we have to steal this shot you know somehow so if anyone uh comes run back to the van <laughs> you know <laughs> and then one of our actors is like a really big actor in germany and so when he heard this directive he was like is this a joke because <laughs> he's used to like big productions yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that's really funny yeah you're like all right you might have to duck and run yeah but yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be a good shot yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh what is the best piece of advice that you have ever received? I think uh, focus on your own journey. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that explains everything why like I, um, you know, like uh, kept on doing what I am doing without listening so much to other people's mm-hmm. um, of course they're valued but of course there are some people that uh, express their skepticism immediately from the get-go mm. and sometimes when you let that get to you um, it can be difficult to keep to keep that motivation especially if there's no one else believing in you but yourself mm. um, or yeah you already start questioning yourself too so yeah it's just giving yourself your own confidence not comparing mm-hmm. yourself with mm-hmm. uh, with with other people's journeys and mm. I think that really helped me kind of stick it out mm-hmm. um, with this. yeah what is that quote comparison is the thief of joy oh yeah where you're just like man at, like anytime you compare anything about yourself career life relationship anything like that as soon as you start comparing things unless you're comparing an apple and an orange you know like you're gonna then lose 
all kinds of perspective in all the amazing differences, right? So many times, instead of using comparison to point out interesting differences, we use comparison to point out flaws and negativity. And I, you know, I, I, I find that that is a really hard mindset to get out of, you know, and cause we don't even mean to do it. You could just very easily slip into it without even realizing. And you're like, yeah. Oh man, like I even little small things where like, I don't know, maybe you wore a really casual outfit and everyone else is like dressed to the nines. And yeah. instead of being like, trying to find good in it. Like, man, I'm mad comfy at least. Like <laughs> we're, yeah. we're like, oh man, like I don't look as good. I should have done this. I should have done that. Like maybe you had a whole day that no one else had and you couldn't get back to put on whatever, you know? And so I think so many times that comparison just absolutely eliminates all joy. <laughs> and- yeah. yeah, it makes sense. You miss out on the experience and it itself because then you're caught up with these thoughts of mm-hmm. criticism mm-hmm. and comparison. Yeah. And that can be really scary in filmmaking too, where where yeah. you know maybe you're making things that no one else is making and no one else is getting it, and you're like, no, I I know what I'm doing here. But as soon as you try to compare your artwork, because that's what it is, with other things that might be more quote unquote successfully mainstream you're not doing yourself or anyone any favors by doing that because it's probably not their intent behind what they're sharing is not the same intent as yours so why even compare the two in the first place yeah it takes away the energy actually from focusing and supporting the strength of the originality of what you bring to the table. Mm, mm-hmm. Something that is uh, important to me is for people to talk about not just the highlight reel, you know, and like get into more than just everything is amazing and I love my career. Cause a lot of times that can feel completely unattainable for anyone wanting to get into filmmaking or wanting to get into something when you hear an interview with someone who's not talking about the fact that they ran out of money and that they had to like shoot something at like, and, and it, you know, cause that's something where aspiring filmmakers can be like, yeah. she also has recently had that experience and that film is doing incredibly like, look at where that is. So, you know, that to me is, such an important thing and there's no way to have that type of conversation without actually having that conversation and things feel more attainable when people are enjoying themselves and enjoying their conversations and loving their art and not just trying to plug a film or plug a new course that they've written you know because then it feels inauthentic and I think there's something so refreshing about having even though like thank god for zoom right because like this conversation couldn't have happened before and really before the pandemic in my brain interviews had to be done in person it didn't even make sense to me that you could do one over a a a video conference call. And yeah. I think that's such a cool thing to look at. And then look at how 
much we've been able to open doors and have conversations with with women like you that are like doing amazing things and truly loving what they're doing like that's that's so beautiful i just love that yeah congratulations really like it's so interesting to find out the journey that you've had and how everything seems to be i don't know fate you know <laughs> zoom the pandemic of course like not not that like no no know, of course the fact that things work out or you were able to find something mm-hmm. beautiful despite all that mm-hmm. mess mm-hmm. that everyone mm-hmm. else was going yeah through. yeah absolutely absolutely well, before we get to our last two questions, okay. is there anything else that you would like to add where we can find you, your films, or anything we didn't get a chance to talk about? No, nothing that I can think of, just that the film is you know, like already out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, they can find it on Amazon Prime. Yeah, you're called, and I'm currently writing uh, the next film. It's called Luce Oscura. Like dark light, um, which I told you I would be shooting in Mexico and in LA about yeah, trauma, empowerment, mm-hmm. female empowerment. Yeah. Oh, amazing, amazing! I love that. Are you? Is that going to be in English or in Spanish or both? I, it, it's in both because it's about a girl uh, that moves from Mexico to America. Um. And, you know, trying, it's so, somehow similar in that she wants to escape something, but it's also like em- empowering in the fact that she wants to not be defined by her past. Mm. Ooh, yeah. that's going to be beautiful. I'm, I'm so excited for that. So I ask the same last two questions to everyone that comes through the podcast. First, what is your second favorite color and why? Second, fa- second, mm-hmm. just a second. Okay, um, green. Green, like what kind of green? Um, dark green, actually. Mm. Yeah, dark green. Um, I why it, it was my mom's favorite color, um. so I just borrowed it. My first <laughs> favorite color is mine, and the second one. Um, yeah the second one is here like a like a like a forest emerald type green emerald green yeah Mm. emerald oh I love emerald green it's such a like a unassuming but like regal yes (laughs) royal about it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and last what in your opinion is the best part of being a woman our sensitivity and empathy, not to say that men don't have this, of mm-hmm. course they do. I think it's just the fact that in the society that we're in, you know, mm-hmm. currently, um, women are just, I feel like are more allowed to express this fully mm-hmm. and more freely without any judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. being in touch with our emotions and having that power to, you know, really um welcome it and embrace it um yeah i think it's a power that we have and i feel also you know i I hope that it changes also where uh, and i think it slowly is where men are also encouraged to be more in touch with their emotions and i i think it's very important Mm -hmm. absolutely and i think you're absolutely i i think you're you know i i 
there's been a shift in a few otherwise or previously somewhat like taboo subjects, right? So like mental health. And I think specifically for men, mental health and being allowed to be sad and cry and show empathy and sympathy and all these things is something they've not been allowed to, which then in turn creates the issues that we have because they're not told how to process and accept the feelings that aren't so pleasant other than through anger, yeah. you know? And, and I think that's such an interesting, although on the opposite side, um, weirdly women aren't allowed to be angry. Yeah. yeah <laughs> we can yeah. be sad and upset, but we can't yeah. be angry. As soon as you yeah. you're angry, you are, um, unreasonable. Yeah. You're crazy and unreasonable. And you're like, I'm just mad. Like they yeah. forgot my fries. Let me be mad for a second. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that, That's really, yeah, I'm happy that you brought that up as well. That like, yeah, there's some, I think acknowledging and being able to process things is so important or even being just able to express this. I think this is also the reason why I write films that are usually about taboo subjects, like things mm. that we don't normally talk about, like mental health or trauma or like, tra like you know, things we don't really like to talk about mm -hmm. because I think that there should be like a platform or like a, a safe place where we should encourage people to actually talk about these things. Mm. You know, um, sometimes merely expressing yourself and, and, and saying how you feel like or what you're going through is in and of itself therapy. Repression mm. is lethal. Mm. You know? mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. I'm writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it is such an interesting thing too, especially with like, so films about trauma, I feel like most of the films, not to say all, but anytime I've seen um, or encountered films that are more along the lines of trauma being the subject matter, I feel like it's over-exaggerated and yeah. is too much the like central plot the central plot device surrounds this particular trauma not the going through it and then finding your way out of it yeah. and yeah. processing it it's usually yeah. just like leading up to the trauma and then that is the that, exactly that is the about that mm -hmm. that just that experience. Mm -hmm. you know, but what is the person going through? How does this specific experience affect their lives? How does mm -hmm. it affect their relationship with themselves mm -hmm. and with other people? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I think that's also absolutely something that we don't readily consider day to day, right? Like uh, with not being allowed to talk about things or it being, um, you know, mm -hmm. the common practice. If someone says, how are you? You're supposed to say, I'm fine, yeah. even if you're not. <laughs> and then, so we don't allow, oh, there's a helicopter flying over me. Um, we don't allow ourselves to um, fully go through the process because there's not really a good blueprint unless you're currently in therapy and actually have the tools. Like, I feel like as a, as a general society, we're not actively given the tools to say, well, let's process and let's yeah. look at how this is affecting 
your relationship with yourself and your relationship with other people? Are you projecting or are you internalizing? Like that's such important things to show people going through. I think seeing someone else going through it is so impactful. And even when it's, yeah, through, through film, you know, and even if you haven't gone through that exact thing, you're like, I totally know how they're feeling and how are they going through it? Okay. Well, this is affecting them. Does it affect me the same way? It like opens the door for, um, understanding and conversation. Exactly. 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 These tools that you're talking about, should be like, uh, you know, like accessible to most people because most people have gone through in one way or another these things and not being able to process this um properly like it's very dangerous and that sometimes it they they're not even aware that it subconsciously is already affecting everything that they do and unless they actually unearth and confront these things uh their peace of mind is not going to be something that's easily attainable Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely and then that I becomes talk about it more and thank you for <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah well I feel like you know it's something for sure that like if we're it just it goes back to you know telling stories that are that need to be told connecting the world and showing that no matter what language this is in, we're all people. (laughs) We've all been through some sort of trauma, depending on a degree of it, right? But trauma is still trauma. It can manifest physically in your body. Like you can have a heart attack if you're not letting yourself cry. (laughs) Like it's a thing. And so it's, it's, it's so important. And I love that that's what you're doing with the stories that you tell. Um, Yeah, thank you so much for sitting down and having these this conversation it's such an important conversation to have and i love that you know you're using film to bring about these conversations because that's you know everybody watches movies nobody doesn't watch movies accessible to everyone yeah no thank you also so much for giving me the time to also like they express these sentiments or these like thoughts and yeah it was really lovely um talking to you yeah and thank you her historians for tuning in again make sure you guys follow subscribe tell all your friends so that they can hear amazing stories just like this one you can follow us on the social medias. It's all the same ones as before, but I'll list them out. Twitter at the Her Story Pod, Instagram at Women of Her Story Podcast, Facebook, Women of Her Story, and you can visit our website at ofherstory.com. Until next week, be safe, stay healthy, and show the world what you're made of.